Hi, I'm Sephora and I like writing. Do you like to sit around for a while? Found yourself a little pet crocodile. Do you like to just live in the moment? Do you like the stars and moon in the comments? What do you like, do you like? 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 Welcome to What Do You Like? The podcast where we get to know a person through their passions and hobbies. Today, I have on this podcast someone who I haven't really talked to in a little while. The last time I talked to this person, I was, um, let's just say, very under the weather after a wedding. Um, As the last time I've been under the weather at a wedding, because uh, shortly after this, uh, the world shut down. Um, But this is someone who I got to know when I was finishing up college and working um, at a residential treatment facility for, for youth. Um, she was definitely known as the enforcer and didn't let anything get past her. But uh, those that actually knew her knew that she wasn't uh, this heartless uh, destroyer. Um, she was actually the person that probably cared the most for some of these kids. And I'm so happy that we get to talk to her today. I want to introduce everyone to Zipporah. Welcome to the podcast, Zipporah. Thank you. Happy to be here. Well, is this uh, your first podcast you've ever been on? It is, and I am terrified. Oh, there's nothing to be afraid of. Uh, this podcast is probably the lowest stakes podcast on the internet. Uh, our, our Everyone who listens to this podcast, you're, everyone is wonderful. I've heard nothing but kind things. Um, and the whole idea of this podcast is I'm just trying to find out, learn about people through their passions, through what they love, um, and really just to to really just uh, kind of hone in on uh, the the source of these passions and and see where they where they're kind of developed from. Really, it's just a, a casual conversation where we really get to know you, Zipporah. And I, I'm really glad we get to have this conversation because obviously you're not a, a huge public figure, um, but you are someone that I definitely uh, got to know well and you really helped me through the craziness of working at a residence treatment center, uh, which is very different than my current office job. I will say that. Um, but today we're talking about your passion, which is writing. Yeah. Um, so kind of just to get the conversation started, where when we're talking about writing, we're not talking about writing long uh, nonfiction historical books on the the Battle of Gettysburg, the food that was served there, right? Not at all. Okay. So it's more more it's it's more so just like free form writing. Um, I know we mentioned like journaling kind of where did writing outside of just like school homework, where did writing kind of enter your life? Um, honestly, uh, if I sit and think about it, I think that, um, and this is going to sound really, really silly. Um, when my father was in grad school, my mother would type his papers. He would handwrite them 
and she would type them for him because he could not type. Um, well, he could peck, but he was not a good typist. Um, and I kind of picked that up from her. And so um, just in a general, real general, literal sense of uh, writing, I think that's where it came from. But my father was also um, an English teacher. And so just a love of language and words. Um, I come from a long line of uh, what the internet calls grammar Nazis. Um, and so correcting grammar and just uh, liking to learn new words and new things and then writing about that. And then I think it funneled into a, a need to get some things out. And so I would journal. Um, so we've got a lot of, a lot of entry points there. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that, that for most passions, it's really not just like, Oh, it started on this date and then it became a big part of my life. Usually it's a, it's a process where it slowly enters into our lives. Um, I kind of want to go back to when your your mom was typing up your dad's papers. Now we're both of a of an age where computers. When we were kids, computers were like these magical machines. Yeah. They weren't something you just put in your pocket and just would look at all day. Like it was a big deal to be at a computer. Um, when when your mom was sitting there and typing it, was there like this like like awe, like, oh, wow, mom gets to be on the computer. And did that have any like influence into like wanting to kind of go down that route? Um, definitely. Cause the computer was, I remember our first computer was a gateway. Um, and so that was definitely a, a draw, but honestly, the very first paper and the very first experience that I had with typing at all was on a typewriter. My mom had an old school typewriter, so she would um, type on that. Wow. And she, she could type just as fast on a typewriter. Oh yeah. Yep. My mom had a typewriter and then we just played with it. I don't even oh. know why my mom had it because she never typed anything up. Yeah. And we had the old school, not the, like the ones that will shift back for you. We had to like physically push it back once it got to the end of the line. And yeah. Yep. So those are fascinating. Did you ever uh, pretend to be in like a detective movie growing up? Uh, no. Oh. No. But now I know that um, Tom Hanks has a pretty big typewriter collection. And so I feel like we're connected spiritually in some kind of way. Wow. that's I think that's a big takeaway of the, the podcast is that you and Tom Hanks are basically the same. Yeah. Um, uh, so you're, you're – so you, you – typing and, and writing starts out as like this, like kind of magical thing where it's a cool thing. Where did you, was it, was it in school where the kind of like a more, uh, where you started to like kind of fall in love with words or was it more so like on the free, your free time? Um, definitely. Well, I can't say that. I think I would say free time ish. Um, my grandmother was a librarian, so I've been around books forever. Um, she would make sure that anytime she saw me, she had books. So when she passed, um, I made sure to get a bunch of books from her house. Um, she focused a lot on African-American literature. And so I have a lot of that. Um, 
And so I think it was reading that really led to the writing aspect and the, the love of language and English for me. Um, and then just taking away from that. Now, here's the thing. I really hated writing in school because it was it would be writing about things that I did not care about. But once I developed um, a taste for education and learning things that I actually liked, that's when the writing came. So what what was the first thing? Do you remember like the first thing that you wrote? Um, not for school. I'm I'm Ooh. sure that'd be a crazy thing. I don't remember what I ate for breakfast, but if do you remember? Um, yeah, I would probably the earliest thing I can remember writing honestly is like a cheesy poem for a crush. Wow, that was that was my jam. I would write really stupid poetry that would make me completely blush if I were to read it now <laughs> and cringe. So the, the poems that you wrote, did you ever share them with the crush or was it really just uh, something I just, you just need to get off your chest and no one ever saw it except for you? Um, yeah, no, I was not sharing that. That was, that was my, <laughs> That was my uh, To All the Boys I've Loved moment. I don't know if you've seen that movie, but definitely wrote those and stashed them and then was mortified when a parent would find one and I'd have to explain that. Oh, whoa. Uh, so what was what was that like? Because obviously a parent reading that is not going to look at it from a... Liter literature background. It's more so like, what is my what is my daughter writing? Who's this about? Yeah, yeah. Uh, humiliation. I think is the word that comes to mind. Uh, I, I remember specifically writing about how the the love and the feelings that I had for a, a young man um, would envelop me, and I recall hearing my father read that line out loud and the laughter that followed. And I think I, in that moment, could literally hear my soul burning. Um, yeah, no, that was, those were not fun experiences. I learned to hide things a lot better after that. <laughs> well, so what, what, so, I mean, obviously that's, that, I think it's pretty normal for a, a father daughter relationship yeah. for for a father to be a little bit more concerned about when his daughter is writing about love, hmm. uh, mm -hmm. not saying it's right. I think it's pretty normal though. It happens a lot. Yeah. What, what was the first thing that you wrote that you shared with someone else where it was more of a, like, a, like, um, wow, this is, this is, good writing or I, I'm, I'm, I understand what you're, where you're coming from is more so less of a, a parent reading it, but more of a peer. Yeah. Um, ooh, a peer. I don't think that that actually came cause I was very guarded about sharing, um, what I was right, unless it was for school. Um, so I don't think that that actually came until maybe junior year of high school. Um, when, when I switched high schools and absolutely hated the school that I was going to, so I did not care what those people thought of me. 
Um, so I would write things in creative writing class um, and would be okay with like peer reviews. Um, and people were like, oh, this is actually pretty good. And I wasn't anger writing by any means, um, but it was definitely probably depressed writing. <laughs> um, and so hearing like positive feedback from these people who I was sure hated me because I just hated them for being where they were. Um, I think that was probably the first time that I was like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe this is a thing that's like real and not just something that I've convinced myself I'm good at. What is, what was that like, like, was that like the first time that you really felt like this is something I should be sharing with people? Yeah, um, it was, and it was validating um, in a sense because the audience was very different from what I thought um, like a target audience, if I ever thought I would have one would be. Um, so feeling like, and this is a, a really weird thing, but feeling like I was getting validation from somebody um, that I didn't necessarily want validation from was weird, but it was also really uplifting in a way. Um, and it encouraged me to write more things um, and to be really authentic. It's, it's strange because in most situations where I'm uncomfortable with the people I'm around. Um, I will not be authentic. I will wear the mask and I will wear it well. Um, but in that situation, I felt like, okay, you read what I wrote. You were okay with what I wrote. You actually said it was good. So I'm going to give you more and I'm going to be authentic and I'm not going to hide myself um, because why? Did that lead to any like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to say friendships or did like, was there like a, the people that are reading your, what you're writing, was there like a better relationship after that between you guys? Um, yeah, I would say in some ways I was able to let my guard down um, because I was very determined to hate everyone there. Um, but I actually am still friends with some of those people now. Um, and so, yeah, I think the, the ability to say, this is who I am, this is where I come from and not only have it accepted, but to have it validated, affirmed, and this is good. Um, and we see the point and we see you, um, was really what it felt like. And so I was, I was more accepting to actually being in relationship with some of those people. I think that that's like that's really the power of of art in a lot of ways. There's it 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 allows people to kind of um put themselves out there, but also have like a little bit of guard because you can say like, "Well, that's just my art." Yeah, but it definitely like obviously you put yourself there, and when as soon as people validate that, you're like, "Oh, that is me." I think yeah. that that is something, and I think. Obviously, nowadays, for a while, there's a lot of like arts, cut arts, stuff like that. But nowadays, I think it's more so people understand that value. Um, and I think that's good. Um, so this is high school. You start to kind of share your artwork. And what, what types of writings are these? Um, there was a lot of poetry um, just because 
that was, uh, I don't want to say it was quick, but it was quick. Um, I had a lot going on. I was involved in high school. So um, that was something that I could write a thought down and get it out and articulate pretty short form. Um, but I did actually, I started writing a book in high school, um, which I still have in my closet packed away right now. Um, but yeah, I did, I started writing a fiction like novel in high school and um, yeah, it went into my creative writing portfolio, what I had finished. Um, so yeah, I did, did that. I wrote a children's book and actually that reminds me, that makes me go back even further before high school. Um, when I was in elementary school, we had a program called, uh, or we participated in a program called Young Authors Program. And I remember I wrote a book um, and it was a nonfiction story about the time that some friends and I got locked in the basement at church and we thought we were gonna die down there uh, for the 10 minutes that we were stuck. But um, yeah, so I guess thinking about it, like really, really thinking about it, that started way earlier and and so the sharing came a little bit earlier but i think there was a huge gap between mm-hmm. like third grade young authors program and yeah where we landed yeah 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 that, that makes because like the the third grade book it's really just fact 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 um no the third grade book was a dramatic interpretation of what oh, okay. actually happened it was it's quality okay <laughs> I could probably market it. I still have that as well. I'm a pack rat. Really? So, yeah. So yeah. I want to go back to this, this novel that you wrote in high school. Did you, yeah. it was, did you like finish it? Is it like at least, at least a draft done? I did not finish it. Um, I got about halfway and then graduated. So <laughs> I did not finish it. Um, but it is still around. I might have to like, read it and revisit that that'd be that that would be a, a good story if you finish that book it'd be like so many years in the making yeah it'd be like it and then will it be a huge hit and you could be like um the author of to kill a mockingbird and not release another book yeah her name is harper lee yep um. that's it <laughs> so you graduate high school I did. you now no longer have to write out of obligation yeah where did your writing kind of go from there? Oh, um, I think it went back to its roots. We got real sappy again because I went to college with a boyfriend. And um, so, yeah, that definitely got, I started, my, my writing turned more into like love letters. That was our thing. We would write letters back and forth. We saw each other daily, but we would still write letters. Um, and I'm, you know, I wrote some quality love letters. Like if these were to be found in a hundred years, people would be like, those are nice. If you were anything like me, you remember stealing the newspaper on Sundays as a child just to read the comic strips. Well, you can experience the same joy by picking up an issue of Ralph's. This comic follows two dogs as they go through dog adventures. They deal with a broken TV and also try to answer the existential question, who 
is a good boy. You can find Ralph's and many other great comics at GorillaPublishingGroup.com. That's Gorilla Like the Radio Publishing Group.com. Um, so as, as your writing kind of takes more of a, a letter writing, mm-hmm. um, where have you kind of dove back into like poetry or anything like that since then? Um, not so much poetry now, um, over the years, I, I'm very good at the like thought process. I'm like, oh dang, that would be a really great book. Like that's, that's a grand idea. And I can even like write out the storyline in short form really, really quickly. And I'll get to the computer and I'll start typing and I lose interest. (laughs) So I have like three really great books that are started and not finished. Um, Which I honestly believe just means that I haven't found the thing that's right for me just yet there's a book in there it just we're just waiting for the right the right story yeah and i think that that's another thing with art is sometimes it just comes out and then sometimes it takes a while um yeah. and i think some people can just force it out i know like there's some was it uh a lot of those like paperback fiction artists that pop pop out two books a year yeah. They literally like, well, I'm gonna sit in front of this this computer or typewriter, or whatever they're using, um, and I'm gonna write mm-hmm. 10, 15 pages today. Like yeah. no matter what, that's going to happen. Um but there's I think another reason why those books aren't viewed as classics. It's yeah. more so like, oh yeah, that was a good book. I enjoyed yeah. my time reading that. And honestly, if I had um the time to sit like if I could go on a nice little month-long writer's retreat I feel like I could finish something but um working a full-time job and raising children that's not not the easiest thing to do um so yeah I think but that's, that's important when we when we're thinking about our passions is like some I've had some people on here where their passion is their job so like mm-hmm. really aligns well and this is perfect, but that's not the same for everyone. Yeah. Um, and some people like the very first episode of this podcast was my friend, Robbie. I you've heard of, I've talked to you yeah. about Robbie. Um, his passion is board game design. Nice. Um, he started in December before quarantine and it's really blossomed <laughs> within the, the quarantine period. Yeah. And now he just like belts them out. Yeah. Um, but at times he's kind of been like, well, I can't really work on this because he has a full time job. He can't like that's not this is not his main focus. And he's yeah. to remind himself. Um, I can only imagine that on top of having kids to raise, like mm-hmm. also a full time job. But uh, one thing that I should highlight is while you're not writing every day, your current career path is the path of education and it's not just like a standard education you are working just like when we work together you're working with kids with behavioral emotional disorders and trying to to teach them 
Um, has your background in English and writing um, kind of helped in the teaching process? Um, yeah. Um, creativity, I think, is a teacher's best friend. Um, and especially in the setting that I am in, um, you have to be creative in, in the way you speak, in the way you um, approach some of the kids because their brains are wired a, a bit differently. Um, so I think just creativity in general is helpful um, with my current job. Um, I remember two years ago, I think, I sat in on an English class and their assignment was to look at three pictures and write a paragraph on those three pictures. Um, and so I was like, oh, I want to do this. Like, this sounds like a whole lot of fun. Um, my three paragraphs turned into like three pages. Um, and I felt real Alexander Hamilton-ish. I was sitting there writing like I was running out of time. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun to be able to, the kids love the story. Like it was something that I could give or do to relate to them in a way that they would have never thought that I would have. Um, I don't think anybody looks at me and is like, oh yeah, she's a writer. Um, so it's fun to surprise them in that way. Um, and even just telling stories sometimes to calm a kid. I think <laughs> that was something even in the RTC that we could do. Um, I'm great at lying um, or making up stories just because I, that creativity comes like, lies are really just creative writing. So you can't say that you're not, you know, a creative writer because at some point in your life you have lied, whether or not it was good, I can't say, but <laughs> I'm, I'm great at it. <laughs> I think, and then that's really interesting. You really bring up a point, like when you surprise the kids with your writing. Yeah. Um, I think that that really says um, it's a, a, a good message where you shouldn't, again, don't judge a book by its cover, but this literally is don't judge a book by its cover. Cause mm -hmm. read what's inside and read your writing. Like um, did after that experience, did you feel more comfortable kind of as showing that with, with the kids you work with, or was it, was it also how did the kids react to you after that? Was there like a change in that relationship on their end as well? Yeah, um, I think that once they were able to see, okay, so Mrs. Hicks is not just that lady that walks down the hallway and gives me the eye when I'm acting a fool. Like there is some fun here because it was a, a little children's story about uh, food coming alive. So um, they were like, oh, okay. So like her brain is not just about like telling me what to do all the time. And so then we could have conversations about different things um, because they realized that I was not just this one dimensional, she is the teacher, she is the school employee. Um, there was a person unveiled under all of this. And so, yeah, that definitely helps with relationship that helps with, um, getting them to actually listen to you um, or to me. So yeah, definitely helped. I think that that's really important to highlight, like the, the, the power of getting to know a person through the writing. And really, again, with this podcast being getting to know 
the person through their passion. I think that's a really big thing to remember um, for those. Cause I know me, I've always dabbled with, Oh, I'm going to start journaling. Um, and then it's just like, well, YouTube exists. Um, so then it kind of drops down in, in the priorities. Um, but I think it's, this is good motivation to say like, Hey, no, I mean, there is value in, yeah. in expressing yourself in the written word. Um, because sometimes you don't even know what's going to come out. Like, it's really mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. a, um, uh, I mean, th- th- there's a therapeutic aspect to it, but also some, it, some of it's just like, I didn't even realize I was thinking that, yeah. um, cause I, a lot of times again, with the internet existing, it's hard, it's hard to like, kind of think inside. Um, yeah. sometimes it needs to come out before you even realize it. Yeah. So when you ask about like how my relationship with the kids changed after they realized this was something I did or I could do, um, that same question could be asked of yourself. Like, how does your relationship with yourself change once you realize what you are pouring out in a journal? Once you realize what is actually inside your head or inside your heart or stirring up somewhere in your spirit, like you might learn some things about yourself just by writing out thoughts, just by sit down and and think about your day and find something to write. I mean, uh, sit down, think about your day and write down what you're grateful for that day. Write down what good happened, what bad happened, what you want to happen the next day. Um, you will learn more about yourself. And I think having a good relationship and knowing yourself is a very difficult thing to do, but it's also very important. Um, you can't take care of somebody that you don't know. And taking care of yourself is very, very important. I that is, I mean, that's that's powerful thoughts. I mean, I think that's important for people to hear. Yeah, um, I'm pretty deep. I think I, there are there are there are a handful of people that can just like sit down, and these are the people that can do like mindful meditation. Mm-hmm. I've tried to do mindful meditation where you mm-hmm. like where you like, okay, now feel your t- foot, your toes, <laughs> feel your toes. What what are they feeling? What what emotions are in each toe? Let's start at the big toe. Big toe. Move on. All the way to the 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 baby toe or pinky. What is it called? Pinky. Yeah. Pinky. It goes wee 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 all the way home, right? That's how it goes. Yeah. 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 Um, but I can't do that. I can't do that at all. Um, so I think I, I definitely should be journaling. Yeah. But so you mentioned in your journals, how long, when did you like start? Cause I know you mentioned as a, um, in like high school, it was more so poetry. When did it kind of turn into just like journaling about your day? Um, I mean, if we're going to be real, I was a teenage girl, so I definitely had a diary. Um, so that's, I mean, we, we all watched like Moesha, she would write in her diary all the time. I'm trying to think there was another one. Uh, Clarissa, she explained it all in that diary. Um, so I definitely had the little locked diary um, and would write the most, you know, prepubescent, preteen things in those journals or in the diaries. Um, real journaling, um, Real journaling, I think, came probably around the same time that uh, the creative writing came. 
Um, so high school, because I was very, 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 very upset. Um, we had moved. So I spent two years at one high school, two years at another high school, and I was pissed. I was not happy. I was very well established at my other school. And then you up and moved me. And I was angry and I was depressed. And so um, I wrote all that down. It all had to go somewhere. Um, and so the, the journaling is where it went. Um, and that is something that I have, maybe not on a super consistent basis, I fall off. I will admit that um, life gets busy, but I will still journal. I still journal now. Um, and I actually enjoy it now. Whereas before it was, I needed to, I had to. <laughs> now I do it because um, I realize the importance and I, I have the desire to do it. Now, so th that's really interesting. So when you, when do you, when you sit down to write in your journal, is it like a, a big, like, oh, right now it's journal time. Everyone, everything stops. I am writing my journal. Or is it more so like, I have something I need to write down. I'm going to grab my journal. Um, I would say both. Um, but more so, definitely, I take the moment. So most of my journaling happens at night. Um, once there are no more little voices and little footsteps in my home, I can sit down and I can reflect on my day and I can write down and assess all my feelings. Um, not all of them, but the ones that come to mind. Um, and it really helps because I um, can then sleep. Like, I feel like I've gotten this out. And so I don't have all of the thoughts circling in my head that keep me up. Um, so I, I do take that moment to say, okay, now the day is over. You can rest. That's interesting. I, that is something that I definitely should do because there's uh, there, there are always those nights where you're like wake up in the middle of the night and you're like I haven't slept at all because I've been thinking mm -hmm. about this one thing uh, but to think that if I just taken some time and wrote it out and 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 took some time for myself as you mentioned yeah uh, the the writing could have led me to a wonderful night's sleep where I just dream of sugar plums and fairies um, most people would say sugar plum fairies but no, nope. okay. I just okay. Uh, the sugar plums and then the fairies. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Do the fairies eat the sugar plums, or they're just two separate dreams? No, they're friends. Oh, okay. So the these sugar, are, the sugar these are animated are sugar plums. Yes. Okay. And okay. everyone, that was a, a live action creative writing experience. It was. Um, but I, I expect think, to to read this book now. Yeah, one day, one okay. day. Um, that's a lie. Yeah, probably. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> but now, so like it, you can clearly see the, 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 the passion for, for writing is there. Cause it is, it's not just one type of writing. It's really just how you express yourself. And I think everyone has a certain way that they best express themselves. Um, for me, it's a podcast at this point. This is the only way I can express myself. Um, but I think it's it's important that everyone kind of finds that that voice. Yeah. Um, now, 
and looking into the future, you mentioned how you have like three book ideas that kind of started. Where do you kind of see your writing going in the future? Um, <laughs> so COVID and life and experience um, have all kind of led me to this place where I feel like the story that I'm looking for, um, the idea that I'm looking for has always just been me. Um, definitely not looking to write a, an, an Obama-style memoir or anything like that. Um, but I think that I have an interesting perspective and an interesting story I could tell. So um, I'm, I'm, I need to sit down and write is what needs to happen. Is I just need to get out all of the things that um, I think people would be interested in or even I don't care if people are interested in them I just need to get them out um because I think they're interesting and that's enough I am enough okay um so yeah there's definitely a book there there will be a book I think that is the the perfect thing to have you back on the podcast for when that book is written and you I'm 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 booking it right now Uh, Okay. Let, let this podcast be the first one that you uh, publish, publish, publicize this book. Um, and you, you really bring up a good point with like the, the writing where I think a lot of times, and I think if, if this was your career, you'd have to think about this, but um, a lot of times people think like, well, I'm, I don't want to write this because no one's going to want to read this. Um, and when I started this podcast, the one thing that I, I said, I don't care if anyone listens. I just want to do it. I there. I think this is an idea that I want out there. Um, at the very least, I'm having conversations with interesting people, um, and I think that that's enough for me. Um, I did say I need at least like one person listening to justify like the hosting fees and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I would just just talk to people. Um, mm-hmm. But it, you'd be surprised that some people that I, I would, it would be weird if I asked them, hey, do you want to talk on Zoom for an hour? They'd say, what? And I'd be like, but as soon as they say, oh, do you want to record a podcast? They're like, oh, yeah. 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 I definitely would have ignored you if you had asked me to just talk to you on Zoom for an hour. Um, so good, good strategy. Yeah. I applaud your ingenuity there. Yes. Um, you'd, be, you'd be surprised how many people would be like, what are we going to talk about? And then, but I think this podcast, I think it, along with like writing, like it provides that kind of like structure that you kind of need to like have the conversations either with yourself in the writing process or with friends or things like that. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you feel like we didn't cover that you want to, to share about your writing or share about writing in general and what it writing means to you? Um, I think for me, it's really just expression. Um, I think that everybody has a story to tell. Um, mine happens to come in words. Yours happens to be right now in a podcast, um, which I genuinely applaud you for taking that leap. Um, and for doing it um, for yourself. Um, I think a lot of people try and there's a huge movement to monetize everything right now. You need to have 50,000 streams of income and everything is about a dollar 
Um, and there's a lot of times when you can tell that people are doing things for monetary purposes and those things come off as ingenuine and really kind of annoying. And this isn't that, and I appreciate that because um, I would have told you no. Um, so <laughs> I, I appreciate uh, the genuine effort that you are putting forth in this. So that's awesome. As far as writing, no, I am done. <laughs> okay. Um, so with that, I want to thank Zipporah. Thank you for, for spending time with, with me and with all the listeners sharing about yourself. I think it's very important. Um, when people think of writing, they kind of think of a lot of people think, think of like one thing, but the really writing is, is an act. It's not a, a media. Yeah. Um, I think that's people, a, people will literally read anything. There's someone will read whatever it is you want to say. So go for it. Do it. That's what you want to do. Absolutely. And it's a, it's a great way to, to really express yourself and get things off your chest, no matter what the media is. Um, and again, just thank you for sharing with that. Everyone who's listening. Uh, thank you again for, for spending the time with us. Um, if you want to reach out to the podcast, you can uh, reach us on Instagram at what do you like podcast, Twitter at WDYL podcast. Or you can go to our website, whatdoyoulikepodcast.com. If you want to get a hold of Zipporah, you can definitely reach out in any of those ways, and I'll definitely connect you. Um, and again, I appreciate everyone's listening. If this is something, if this is the first time you're listening, thank you for, for joining. Please subscribe. Um, we have these conversations every week. Uh, feel free to, to share with a friend. Um give us five star on, on Apple podcasts or any other place you can give five stars. We appreciate whatever you can do to support the podcast. Uh, even though not financially, because I don't know how that works. Um, but with that, appreciate everyone listening. Thanks again, Zipporah. And we'll see yep. you next time.